Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 130 of the Pika Serenity podcast. And uh, this week, we have not only raid testing to talk a little bit about, but a Dragonflight release date. Which is in which, 2022. Yes, and effectively confirms the leaked pre-patch and release dates. Yes. It lines up exactly, so we're going to talk about that today. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I forgot to do introductions. I am one of your hosts, Emilson, as always, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And, uh, yeah, besides that, we also had the Wrath of Lich King launch this week. How is that, how is that uh, gone, Anomaly? Uh, it's, uh, it's gone. Um, (laughs) I guess, yeah, we'll jump right into it. So yeah, so Wrath has been, uh, so I'm on, I'm on Fairlina, which is one of the, actually the major Horde server, uh, in North America. Mm -hmm. Um, you also have Benediction, which is the major Alliance server. Um, and I am really good at timing cues. So I will tell you, we record this this podcast about 1.30 in the afternoon for me. At about 2.30, uh, I will be l- jumping into queue as we're talking because that means my queue will pop right at 7.30 tonight when I'm ready to play. Um, so <laughs> queues have been been bad, I'll say. Um, but I mean, I, I think the actual launch is fairly uneventful. Like other than the queues, fairly uneventful. Everything seems to have worked. I think other than, um, other than Wrathgate, uh, which is a little bit upsetting. Um, but Wrathgate, which is, if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's one of the major quest events in Dragonblight. About halfway through your leveling experience, it's where, like, one of the Horde professor people, like, betrays everyone and dumps a bunch of chemicals as the Horde Alliance first confront the Lich King. Um, and so there's a big event where, like, you fight the Lich King at Wrathgate and then you go to the Undercity to, like, kill this bad Horde dude as both Horde and Alliance. Uh, it's a really cool quest line. But it was notorious for breaking. And in retail, they actually took it out of the game. Like, I think the patch after it launched, because they could never get it right. Like, people would get stuck in the phasing. The event would yeah. just end up breaking. Um, and for if you're Horde and you get stuck in the phasing, it basically means that Ogremar and, and Undercity will no longer have any embassies in it for your character. And, like, there's no way to... I, I, think if, I don't even think abandoning the quest helps. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I yeah. remember hearing about that. I missed actually doing the quest the first time. And maybe that's actually a reason, like a motivation for me to get on and like finish leveling my rogue so I can go and do the Wrathgate quest line before they remove it again. Yeah, so they took it out of the game the past couple of days. And I think they just put it back in. But there's there's still the option. So you can test it and say, hey, let me see if this works. And if it breaks, I think there's an NPC you can talk to now that just basically skips it and auto completes the quest for you. Yeah. Um, so and they're working. I think fixes your facing. Exactly, and I think they're working on a way for like if you do use the skip for you to be able to go back and actually do it. Because I mean, the biggest part about the quest is like not only is it pretty epic to go as particularly alliance to go to the undercity and attack it, right? Which I think was really yeah. cool. But it was the it was one of the original in-game cinematics that they did. Yeah. So I think we talked about this when when we were sort of leading up to the launch of Wrath. But like this was the first time, like in the middle of leveling, you like kind of broke out of just turning in quests and doing the next thing, right? Or even like the yeah. little RP events, like while you're in game, but now you had like a cinematic of like this event happening, um, which was really cool. So sucks that it's broken, but um, but it's cool that they're trying. They're actually trying to fix it, which I think is 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 cool. So yeah, um, that is that is really cool, especially like that is one of those things that I mean, <clears throat> there is not a lot of stuff 
that I didn't get to experience in terms of like casual, like questing content and stuff like that. I didn't get to experience the first time through mm-hmm. um, playing the game. That is one of the things. Um, at that point in time, I was playing on private servers and you bet your ass that if Blizzard could not get it to work, there is no way <laughs> it was working on a private server. Yeah. Like, yeah so- those things had bugs on bugs on bugs. Something like Wrathgate, just like it just auto-completed. Yeah, you, you got to see like the cinematic because it was just in the game files, and then yeah. it just completed. Yeah, so it's. I mean, hopefully they get it fixed. It sounds like they're trying to put some like actual engineering time into fixing it. So, um, but no, I mean, other than that, Wrath Launch has been it's Wrath, right? It's it's to me, I think it's it's probably I think we, we've always. I mean, we've talked about this a bunch, but I think it's like the the best balance of like not what Vanilla was in terms of like grinding and like just slow and not like what it is today which is like on rails just hold w and you have will complete and get your levels right there's still some yeah some thought that goes into it you're still like there's still some breaks you'll take in terms of like sitting eating drinking there's still elite quests that you can't do although as a hunter i've been able to solo i think all but one so far which has been nice being a hunter yeah yeah Yeah. um but no i mean it's it's been a blast i'm 75 right now like halfway through dragon blight so i'm about to come up on wrathgate soon um, I just been having a good time just leveling. Um, definitely did not do what what now did. Uh, who now uh, was world first yeah. eighty, um, and a little bit of controversy around it. But um, but yeah. So I guess the world I first eighty. I didn't think about this. So so walk me through it. So he got he got world first uh, world first eighty, um, and basically um, leveled in about nine hours, just under nine hours. I think they said from launch to okay. him being eighty, which is absolutely ridiculous yeah um and so what he ended up doing which is slightly controversial i think and i don't to be fair to me sort of borders on exploit territory um but it's in the game so he used it was there was a mob in ice crown that you could aggro and it was a summoner mob and it would summon a bunch of little ads and if you tagged those ads so and this is the key thing you could tag the ads and fight them but if the summoner summoned these ads on like a timer so when he summoned the next set he basically despawned all the current summoned ads and respawned new ones. The problem is those despawned ads, if you tag them, gave you full experience. Oh. So you didn't have to kill anything. I don't. I think the way it works, you basically just kept that summoner in combat, didn't kill anything, and then watched him summon and despawn and summon and despawn ads. And eventually, oh no, yeah, was a massive amount yeah. of experience. Yeah. So that's I, actually worse than like the original. Like you remember, people got banned for some leveling stuff back in original Wrath. For doing yeah. exploits around dungeon resets. Yeah. I mean, all right, maybe that is actually worse, but like. Yeah. And even some of the original, like the really push people in original Wrath, I feel like got got um, got banned or got just timeouts for like mob tagging issues, right? Where you could have, you could basically tag mobs in a certain way and then have a group kill them, but still receive full experience. Like that was a big right. exploit. Um, I think the world first mage that did that, or I think it was a mage. That, it was someone who ever got world first in the original wrath did that um, to basically exploit like the tagging rules. Cause typically if you tag a mob and then someone else kills it, you're supposed to get reduced experience from that. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was a, I mean, congrats to now. I mean, first of all, figuring this out, apparently it's been in the game since like wrath was <laughs> released. So it's been there for like 15 years. No one and like most people knew about it, I guess. Just nobody thought to use it. So um, but yeah, I mean it's uh it was grats to them. I that was really fast. Um, I don't know. 
yeah i don't know what you do now that you're 80 but um <laughs> you go quickly. and you sit in dalaran um true. and you show off yeah wait for wait for your wait for your buddies to catch up so you can yeah, you go uh, and do you some stand next to the teleporter when when everybody comes in that they're like level 72 like just unlocked dalaran quest and yeah they see your level 80 and go what the fuck <laughs> that is true um but no i mean wrath in general i mean number one congrats to now world first that's awesome just another just crushing it as usual this dude um but no also it wrath has just been fun it's just been a nice break i will say i've done nothing on Dragonflight so far because <laughs> i've been fully consumed with with playing wrath so i probably need to start to not do that <laughs> so much um but no but yeah it's been it's been a, it's been a good time so yeah wrath mm. wrath is fun wrath is fun I spent my my whole week pretty much working on Wrath support for Warcraft logs. So oh, right. I, have played, the same thing. I have played zero Wrath, but <laughs> it was my work week. So I have heard plenty about it. Nice, nice, nice. Um well cool. I guess the one thing we didn't talk about, we sort of jumped right into it, but um the the raid week last week. Um how was uh how was how's raid how was your faded raids? One of your I guess one of our last times through uh yeah, to Polker. To Polker. um so we got up through anduin on friday uh it was a little bit of a we had like five people post out kind of night Ooh, yeah um which we we run a fairly deep roster so we were actually okay but it was like okay effectively everybody is in on every boss yeah um and we had like our raid leader was out for the first hour of the raid night so so it took us some, is... some time to uh, get through uh, the, like, Zymox took us a ridiculous amount of time. We wiped on Skolex, of all things, of just, like, I mean, and this was a little bit yeah. of, we only had, like, a Shaman. So yeah, one Windrush Totem, and we wiped to a melee not quite reaching the stack in time to uh, to reset one of the wretches. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then, like, Zymox took us uh, just a long time. And it was it was a different person every time. I think it was a different mistake every time, but the common thread through all of them is just people not being focused, right? Yeah. Uh, people are kind of ready for Dragonflight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think we had, we had a very similar thing in our raid. Our issue, though, was Lords of Dread, not... Uh, yeah. Not really anything, and that was that fight. I just i I hate that fight. Yeah, me too. I'm doing it for the first time on Mythic on my mage tonight, so that's that's nice. going to be an adventure. Um, I have never done it as ranged on uh, on Mythic. I've done it, of course, on heroic, but and then I've tanked it on Mythic. But it's a very different experience. Oh yeah, um, yeah. No. There's also uh, I, I was having this conversation in Guild. I'm starting to wonder whether the issues that we've seen with the faded affixes are really issues with the faded affixes or or whether they are actually issues with Sepulcher. Okay. Um, because like Barrier, right? Barrier is like the freest affix. It is so just like pure upside, no downside. Very, very difficult for it to be bad. And there are two bosses that we've hit in, um, in Sepulcher where it just destroyed us uh that is live them and uh and anduin because barrier breaks ccs yes 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 and well, so like, 
It only breaks some cc's. What? What? Yeah. So we, so we, we hit this with Anduin, and it breaks hunter traps for sure, but yep. it doesn't break paralysis, at least for us. What? Yeah. So like we on Anduin, we wiped because so I myself and the and we have a monk tank. We do two of the side ads, and then the hunter does the back one, and we we, kill it. we have two monks. We have a windwalker and a misweaver. Yeah, um, for the first breaking. time in ever, like we don't have a brewmaster, um, yeah. but we have a we, we we could okay yeah. So I I paralysis one doesn't break, but the hunter trap did break for us, which was weird, and we wiped the first the first thing the first thing on yeah. And I was they were like oh did it, oh it breaks ads. And I was like well it didn't break paralysis because like I didn't have to recast it. We and we like, had it break um break traps on. Live them. So what we ended up doing is we just had uh, two people. Like we were only getting one ad, right? Yeah, yeah. We just, had, yeah, sweet. We just like had one hunter trap it, and the second hunter put a trap right in front of it. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> we basically called when the barrier was going off, and then like the second hunter would make sure their trap was down, and like that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it's so. <laughs> it's just we, like that. It's oh sorry. All the bosses in Sepulcher are just like very 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 tightly constructed in the sense that it seems like adding anything kind of like destroys the fight makes it really unintentionally difficult in a way that at least the early bosses and even some of the end bosses in other tiers that doesn't really apply to like you can add actually any of the affixes really to um sylvanas and play around it and it works but then you do that on um on Sepulchre, and even even you know disregarding the jank with like the jailer bombs right or the live yeah. damage amp um even disregarding those things it's just like difficult to find moments where you're allowed to go and soak them yeah i mean that that was our show at lords because like lords the way the timing works out there's literally like two windows where new green circles aren't coming out and like sleep circles aren't coming out or something and like you don't have yeah. fears and so like yeah. you basically have to make sure there's nothing going on so you can just do these dispels and then we found two so just as a heads up never dispel during the swarm phase yeah. because the dispels land above your raid group yeah we uh we somebody else clued us into that <clears throat> you that they're listening cannot see my just absolutely befuddled reaction there but like I understand on some level, like the bosses are above, like they elevate there. They are not on ground level there. Right. right I don't know right. why that makes the soaks not ground level though. I have, I have no idea. So, but I mean, but other than Lords, our raid week was pretty easy. Like we wiped maybe one or two times with some other bosses. I think we one shot Anduin, two shot Ragalon, and one shot the Jailer. I think even, nice. even like maybe two or three shot Holandris, which are, those are typically our big ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, it was fine. It was fine. It was just Lords was like 15 wipes, I think just like a slog. Yeah. And it was like, it was mostly like number one, people like caring more about the faded affixes than just doing the, like the mechanics. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, number two is like just finding spots to do the dispels, which I think as a healer is the most stressful thing. Cause like typically as a healer, I track like two major abilities in a fight. Cause like the rest yeah. of the abilities, like I don't care when green circles come out because I'm melee, I'm never gonna target it by them. Like when the fear circles come out, I don't yeah. care about that either. Cause if I get one, I'll know I'll just move out. It's not a big deal when that comes out. 
And so now I have to care about all that stuff as I do dispels. And it's like, my I, I go into like brain overload. I'm like, I don't know what yeah. to do here. <laughs> like, There's also, uh, we haven't, so we spent a number of pulls, I don't know exact numbers, on Zymox, Livem, and then Anduin actually, I think, had fewer pulls than either of those. Um, but yeah, and like Livem was just, again, figuring out how to deal with the effects, like figuring out how to manage those uh those cc's when we're like 300 yards away halfway across the room yeah because of course the room is that big yeah i mean i i think the one thing that blizzard could do differently is i think two things number one it's either just make the affixes constant throughout the entire tier so you only have to learn the fight one way yeah right and like that way it's not like because right now this is like what the fourth different way, fourth different way we've done these yeah. fights, and it's been at least three weeks since the last time we did it. So like, there's that yeah. big gap. So maybe like keep the affixes consistent, or just don't have the three week break in between each time doing it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like I think, that. I think if that was the case, like at least then you get the repetition of doing lords every week, and like you could make yeah. some adjustments. But for now, it's like you have two weeks of not ever doing that fight, where it's like, I I 100% agree with that. 100% agree yeah. with that. I, I would like them to bring back something like Faded. I would like it, yeah. honestly, to just not have the affixes. I want them, like, I, I, I'm going to say this again. I want the 0.5, like, I want 10.0.5 to come out mm -hmm. and bring back Nighthold. And Nighthold, it has been just, like, it's been a long time. Yeah. It doesn't need affixes. Yeah, no, you know, or, or bring back, you know, um, Hellfire Citadel, or bring back uh whatever what's the first rate of wad i'm like you know high mall i'm all you yeah. know something like that. that that would be cool like that yeah that'd be interesting um but we'll i guess we'll see i mean i, I feel like faded like this sort of idea becomes just a final phase thing or a final patch thing versus something they do in the middle just because i think i don't i don't know if there's enough time in the middle i think that's the problem is like time wise like is there enough yeah. time to to do a like I mean, to have a meaningful 0.5 patch beyond just bringing the content back. For yeah, that years. was like we were uh, people in the guild were like, yeah, you're not going to be able to get you know CE faded nighthold or whatever, unless yeah. they do these like eight month long patch cycles again, which right, we don't yeah. want. Like I don't want the answer to be yeah. Of course they do eight month long patch cycles. That sucks. Um, yeah. But I also think like they could bring it back and just not give a CE achievement for it. So it's like not a big deal or, you know, tune it a little bit lower. Maybe you just don't have a mythic difficulty, you know, or you bring back mythic difficulty and you just like the numbers are lower. Like they are in, in actual faded right now. The numbers are all lower relative to our health and our, our damage values. Right. Um, so things that, are that were damage checks, like there is no way we would be entirely skipping, you know, the or almost entirely skipping the third set of cores on Rigolon in in non-faded yeah the damage check was too high yeah but we're around there right now in faded and it's not just with because of the affixes because last time around we mostly ignored the regalon affixes yeah plus they're all underneath so like they're difficult yeah. to make a huge amount of gain with so yeah yeah i mean yeah, well i guess we'll see what they do in i guess in dragonflight like when it comes back but i think it's cool to like you know kind of pull back in then old content i think we, i've always said that it's like there's so much content in the game that's just old that they could make new again yeah just in like yep. short-term things it just it just has to be put in the place in a way that doesn't make it 
seem frustrating because like that's what Lords was this week. It was like fr- it was frustrating from the fact of like you going from killing something to not killing it and just wiping and you're like this is not what I want to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I I'm on board with that 100%. 100%. Um yeah. yeah. Speaking of gigantic boss rooms though. Um oh. we had raid testing this week and they got some big ones. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. So I guess I did not get a chance to do raid testing this week, but you did. Um, and what yep. it was four bosses, five bosses, or f- five. Okay. We have actually tested over half of the raid on heroic now. And there was supposed to be normal testing this week, but it got yeah. pushed back to next weekend. So next weekend, normal is going to be open the whole weekend. You can hop on beta if you have beta at any time and uh, test it out. Um, but it actually, you know, aside from the first boss testing, not starting until 30 minutes after, you know, the scheduled time, uh, it was actually incredibly smooth. Um, oh, no game breaking bugs. Um, there obviously is a whole lot of tuning left to do. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the bosses all basically worked. Um, there are some like the first boss that we tested Aranog is the first boss of the instance. And it's like champions of light level complexity. Okay. Not tuning, like it's it's not going to be like Champions of Light was, where you killed it in fifty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it it is not very complicated. It's not got a whole lot going on. You just kind of do a lot of damage to the boss, and you know what? Maybe that's okay. This is also only on heroic. There are a couple more mechanics that get added for mythic only. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of like lower mechanical complexity, actually, I would say applied like that kind of thing applied to all of the bosses that we tested this week including the penultimate boss uh broodmother diurna okay um which um like i actually like i was tanking in raid testing because we didn't have enough tanks um and I actually kind of liked that one. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've got a lot to do. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's the the core conceit of that fight is you're fighting this boss in a room with a bunch of eggs and she will periodically hatch two of the nearest eggs um, and then drop a lightning staff. And you have two of your players, you know, take lightning from that staff and use it to uh, hatch the egg early. So instead of getting a fully grown ad, oh, you get like okay. a mini ad that is easier to deal with. Gotcha. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff to, to manage here. We got to get the positioning right. We got to get, and then there's waves of ads that come in and, you know, do things. And um, I was talking to DPS about it and they're like, yeah, if you're not doing the lightning, there's literally nothing to do besides kill ads. <laughs> like the ads, when the ads aren't up, it's literally just a target dummy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, huh. Well, maybe. And the issue we ran into on that one is like there were three or four or five waves of ads just back to back to back to back to back. And then they stopped spawning for like a minute. Gotcha. So it's like, yeah. It, yeah, those, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like, I think I might be with a DPS even as a healer. Like, yeah, I don't want to go through another like SLG type. Yeah. Like ad fights. They're just, it's so chaotic. I'll say. Yeah. 
it um, was definitely chaotic like I, there's a lot of caster ads on that fight which are a huge pain to wrangle as a tank yeah. um upside all of the casts are very important to kick so people would kick them or they would die um so you know that made it a little bit easier to group them up yeah i that's an was there i guess that's a question was there a lot of kicks to do like just uh, across the bosses do you remember like any more like let's say more no. than nor you would normally see okay. two of the bosses had uh decent like broodmother diurna had some very high priority kicks like kick or die yeah. kind of mechanics um then there is Dethea Ascended, which had some kicks, but they're fairly like they're spam casting it. You can kick them, they'll cast it again three seconds later, kind of thing. Like low damage, lightning bolt kind of things. Also gotcha. the adds, but nothing too crazy. And the other three bosses didn't have any kicks at all. Okay. Yeah. The only reason I asked is that I wonder with the fact that a bunch of new specs get access to a kick, if they would like design around that idea. Yeah, I think that maybe is uh, giving them a little bit of confidence to do like there are at points on on Broodmother, you know, three kicks going off at the same time that must gotcha. be kicked or you lose people effectively. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, and that's the kind of thing that, you know, we're we're um, at below heroic eye level doing Broodmother Diurna, right? With the scale. Yeah. But it's the second to last boss and it'll probably be higher you know just from random drops during heroic week plus mythic plus being uncapped plus mythic is actually opening at we haven't talked about, talked release about that yet. Yes, yes yeah we'll get to that i guess more later but mythic is opening at the same time as heroic so yeah. that's gonna be fun just, yeah. uh so but yeah it like it went smoothly i i actually think that like aeronog was very simple the next boss taros uh, I actually like a lot it. Mm -hmm. I could like go through and list every single mechanic is one that comes from a boss in in Shadowlands. Every single oh, one. Really? It's got mechanics yeah. from Halandras, Kalthazad, um, Sludgefist, Denathrius. Greatest like, hits? Well, Kalthazad is not the greatest hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but it, it is actually a very good, very good fight. Um, and then like Dithia is one that I am both excited and scared for. It's like a, okay. a knockbacks matter kind of fight. Like the tank mechanic knocks you back and um, it knocks you back farther each time you get hit by it. So oh, you okay. gotta like reset your tank stacks or you will literally get sent flying off of the platform. Uh, <laughs> and then you kill this big ad that knocks everyone back. And, oh, wow. um, you use that to get up on these other platforms and kill ads there. Oh, cool. So it literally like sends you flying, you go flying to another platform, you kill the ads there, you kill another big ad and you get sent flying back to the main platform. Um, the reason like, like, uh, what was that? It was, that was, that was black hands mechanic in phase two of black hand. Yeah. I never did the fight. So. Okay. For HFC. Yeah. yeah. A, well, you would like want to get bumped up into rafters to kill ads that were shooting down at you. You would right. want to send people up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the issue that it has right now is that the range on the add knockback is global, and that okay. it casts it does its knockback when it dies, which of course means that it the time at which you get that knockback is highly variable. Yes. And 
Uh, so there's two ways that this can overlap with the tank mechanic, or I guess three. It can either not overlap, so you just get knocked by the tank by the ad, and you go you go back to the boss. It's fine. It, you can get knocked by the tank mechanic, and then get knocked by the ad, which is fairly manageable. You just get knocked towards the ad, and you get knocked back the other direction by the ad, and you're fine. And there's the third one. You can get knocked by the ad, and then knocked by the tank mechanic. Yeah. Which just kills you. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. because the ad is going to knock you, like, through the boss. Because the knockback is so big, you have to be, like, on the side of the platform where the ad is. So you get knocked right. through the boss, and then the boss punches you, and you continue flying off the edge. Yeah. Oh, you cannot play that either. Yeah, that's going to be annoying, Those overlap, an overlap like that, so... Um, but I mean, they can fix that by making the ad knock uh, have a limited range, or like the, the knock strength falls off heavily after a point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like make it so there's like a circle around it that does the full strength knock, and then after that, it's more like a nudge, you know? Right. Yeah. If you're already fully, yeah, really out of range, no, that's fair. Um, well, cool. I mean, I guess you know, I I didn't get a chance to do it, but any of the testing. But were there any? Um, I guess in general, like boss wise, seem like a pretty good set of raid bosses. Or I know I, I know it's only heroic, so tough yeah. to tell like what the mythic versions will look like. But I mean, is there is there an SLG style boss? Brumetta right Diurna is okay. the one that could be that. Yeah. Um, sure. The um, well, it doesn't have Wicked Blade, so it won't be too terrible. Yeah, but the lightning thing was actually like kind of a pain in the ass to like. It's very difficult to tell whether you're like because the eggs aren't in a like very convenient pattern to like always have a pair of eggs that are really close so sometimes like one is closer than another and there's a range a max range on how far you can take the lightning from the the staff that she puts down and if you are too far away you just don't get to break the egg and so then you get the full strength hatchling coming out um, gotcha. That was kind of, mm, and then of course, just the you know general like the cadence of the fight felt really weird, which is like yeah. adds 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 nothing. Yeah, but I, they, I guess that they could always clean that up too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Any? Did you notice any sort of? Well, I guess tough to tell, but I don't know if you noticed any sort of like really weird spell queuing stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. actually on Taros. So Taros uh, has this like Halandra style cadence where it's like he spawns some some icicles from Kel'Thuzad. They can't be killed. Um, and they pulse AoE damage for as long as they're alive. But then you get a Halandra speed. Uh, okay. And you use that to break the icicles. And they do literally exactly what they do on Kel'Thuzad. Break and you take damage as a raid with yeah. a dot. Back yeah. Dot. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and so the way we were doing it is uh, is kind of like you get you so you get spike spawn and then two beams and then spike spawn and then two beams. Very very much the same as Halandros, where you get orb spawn two sets of beams in that case. Orb spawn mm-hmm. two more sets of beams. Um, he spell queued one of his and just like skipped one of the beams twice in the same pool. Oh Jesus. So you to break and, more spikes, yeah. Yeah. So it's like forcing you at that point into breaking, either breaking like six at once, except it was the first one. We didn't know it was going to skip the second one. Um, or letting, there's a ravage that goes off that will break any remaining spikes in that area. So 
you know, imagine Kel'Thuzad spikes, but you have to uh, heal through it while you're moving. Hmm. Which is probably not ideal. Yeah, no, that sounds terrible. Um, awful. And then, of course, I mentioned the thing on on Dathia with, like, it's not spell queuing, but it's push timer nonsense of, like, you know, right. it will really suck if we have to, like, hard stop on the ad and then, like, execute it after the tank is safe from doing the tank mechanic. Um, and then there's actually also other things with kill timers on that where, like, if you take a little bit too long to kill the ads upstairs, you get a second debuff while you're up there, like the um, one on Zymox, except it's not permanent. It right, lasts okay. for a minute. So if you kill them quickly, then it resets before you do the next one. But if you kill them a little bit too slow, then it doesn't <laughs> reset. And... I mean, we were sending, we were doing a min rate, like we had 10 people, right? So we were yeah, a min yeah. rate size. Um, and basically it meant that if anybody died, uh, mm -hmm. we were sending everybody over to kill them quickly so that the debuff would reset and everything would like work. If anybody died, that wasn't trouble, happening. Yeah. They weren't going to get reset. So we tried switching to having it be half and half, but then that led to issues with um, like them getting too many stacks of debuff while they're over there. Plus, gotcha. then the tank mechanic actually just like sends you flying so far so fast at some point that you cannot transcend back because you are out of range of it by the time oh, wow. that you could push it. That's crazy. Like the knockback on um, the mage tower for Brewmaster, where like it it could like if it was a full health infernal there. They did a knockback. You would get sent flying so fast that that you you may not be able to transcend back because the game wouldn't register it in time. Right, right, right. Gotcha. So that that that's the reason that I said I'm excited but scared for that fight. Like it seems like a cool fight, but it's got a lot of issues to work out. Yeah, you don't you get knocked up and then you you jump down. You don't get like knocked through a floor, right? Uh, say that again. Oh no, you, you get. Like you get knocked up and then over. It's like a, oh, okay, a, okay, a okay. big, so the boss is like this big wind elemental with a person stuck in it. Gotcha. And then the ad that gotcha. you kills that knocks you is another wind elemental. And it does like a big blowback that also goes up. Gotcha. When okay. you, uh, when you kill it. Gotcha. Cause I mean, I was, the only reason I ask is that if you were falling through a floor, it automatically it had probably to be a, a good boss. Yeah. A top five boss, you know? So yeah. Just, yeah. Just, I had to ask though. Well, yeah. nice. So, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like they're at least not, doesn't seem like any fights like broken broken which i think is yeah like what we saw somewhat in castle nathra is the first raid like just some of the bosses there during testing were either yeah. totally broken or like didn't work in the design they wanted so they like ended up having to redesign it so yeah, yeah. the first first set of tests went okay yeah the um we'll, we'll move on in a second but i want to mention i do okay. wonder how much more they're going to be able to do because they don't have a whole new like batch of borrowed power systems to build. They're not building, you know, legendaries and covenants and soulbinds and conduits and like yeah. sure they've got talent trees um and the new profession stuff, but like they're not having to invent whole new pieces of borrowed power at the very end of beta. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, in that regard, I mean, it probably makes sense that raid testing is here. Um, 
see, there's not too much left for them to do now that they've, we talked about it last week, but they put the design freeze on talents in. So it's really just now polishing up zones, you know, and then getting the classes ready. Right. So, yeah. Which there's a lot of bug fixing left to do a lot of tuning left to do. Um, Brewmaster DPS is not that high. If you are not like you should, well, for one thing, you should be taking rank two of news out still. I know people hate it, but you should. Um, mm-hmm. currently like the best way to build is you go and you get chi burst or chi. I don't remember what it's called. It's the replacement for, uh, the Mechanicos capstone, okay. except that it triggers off of everything instead of just weapons and order. So you just like abuse the fuck out of it. Um, nice. and you play char passions and South Alabams, And so you have it up hundred percent of the time you get your invoke knees you get the rank two of that and you stomp a whole bunch and that's the like biggest way to to do damage. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Yeah. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, if you're not doing all of that, then your damage is kind of ass. Yeah. Also, pushing Rising Sun Kick like a lot, a lot. Like it's on a six second cooldown and it hits harder than anything else you can do. It's literally free, has no resource cost, has no interactions with the kit whatsoever, but you push it every six seconds whether you like it or not because holy shit, it does damage. Um, i hate it i hope they i hope they do something about that because it actually really like it makes it so the blackout combo stuff that they put in kind of doesn't work because you have to spend the gcds pushing rising sun kick instead um and also it just like has a bunch of like it introduces a bunch of issues to the rotation where you just have this free no interactions button that you have to push because it does too much damage gotcha yeah yeah nice nice well, cool. I mean, it's not like testing my well. I mean, I, I did look at logs from like a healer perspective, but I mean, tuning is still to come. But I mean, Mistweaver looks outside of tuning, the the way the couple of ways I saw some people play Mistweaver look really interesting. And there's more, yeah, essentially more than one way to play Mistweaver going in, um, nice. at least build wise. So, so yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. So, is it fist weaving or cast weaving? What are we dealing with? Oh my with god, here? it's just a ranged weaver or fist weaver. Right I, uh, there's no such thing as being at range as a mist weaver. God, no, I think, I mean, it'll be just whatever spells. Like, there's the whole like spreading rims and, and doing some crazy stuff with clouded focus. And then I think Bayline Stomp might actually be decent. You know? Nice. So, nice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. They, I also, People have been fairly doomer about like protection paladin. Um, uh-huh. So our our tank comp this weekend or this past week in raid testing was me on brewmaster, and then Lincoln from Hammer of Wrath on protection paladin, and uh, paladin was tankier. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think I mean I think this is where you get to see the real data of like what people have theorized might be good or not. So. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess I should caveat that with first day of raid testing, I meant to take high tolerance and forgot. <laughs> so I was missing like a fairly significant chunk of stagger. But yeah, it, it was pretty jarring, like how low stagger was. I was at 58% stagger without high tolerance, which is very low. Very, yeah. very, very low. With high tolerance, you're like 64, 63, 64%, which is like gaining that much is like very impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it still like sixty four is low. Yeah, yeah. That's no, yeah. We'll see. I guess we'll see how the tuning goes. But um, but yeah, no, Miss Weaver looked good. So did Druid Paladin. Holy Paladin looked terrible. But 
Good for them. Hate holy paladins. Um, well, cool. Well, I guess we can jump into, I know we had a couple other things we wanted to talk about, at least in the, the news. We can skip it for now since we're a little bit into this. And let's jump into the main topics, which is expansion release date announcement. So November 28th, uh, it looks to be the release date. Again, the 28th, I believe is a Monday, which most people might sound weird, but remember it's global release, uh, which I, uh, which is sort of what they did for Shadowlands. So Monday, yep. November 28th at zero zero utc time the the expansion release globally so that's uh like 6 p.m eastern on the east coast here 3 p.m pacific um in the afternoon so on monday um so we have a release date november 28th which is i mean it's before the end of the year um and it's It's uh, actually very close to being exactly two years of shadowlands yeah shadowlands was a little bit before this right november 23rd i just looked it up Gotcha. Uh, November 23rd, 2020. So it is a year and five days or two years and five days, yeah. um, which is the closest that they have ever come to doing the proper two year expansion cycle without just hardcore abandoning an expansion like in WAD. And right. even WAD might've been like two and a half years. Yeah. WAD was, yeah, definitely longer than two years. Um, but yeah, so we have, we have like the announced date, which is awesome. So get your vacations in if you're going to be take off, taking off for sure. Um, and they also released like sort of all basically the major uh, features of the expansion, the same thing, which we all knew about, but like noticeably missing is like any sort of borrowed power system. <laughs> You've noticed that, like, which I think yep. is really cool. Like it's, I alluded I mean, they, to that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they focus on the talent system. They focus on dragon fly or um, dragon riding, which is really actually dragon riding. Super cool. Yeah. Um, and like the new class, the evoker, right, being in there, uh, and then the whole new continent, which I think is you know all the new stuff you expect. So, um, yeah. no, I think it's it's really you know. So we have the release date November twenty eighth, um, which is uh not too. That's what six or eight weeks away, basically. Yeah. Um, about eight weeks away, right after U.S. Thanksgiving. Uh, that which was is also the leaked release date. You remember we had leaks a few weeks ago, uh, with release dates for Overwatch two. For announcements about Diablo 4, for Dragonflight pre-patch and release. Mm-hmm. And this was the leaked release date. And the leaked pre-patch date was the end of October. Yeah. So we'll see a if everything stays the way it is, which it sounds like it will, we'll see a, what a that's a four-week pre-patch. Um they didn't they also did release some information on pre-patch too, along with this. Um very limited, but basically they said you can make evokers during pre-patch, um, which is yeah. uh, which is super cool. So um, that is uh, that is like an interesting thing. You can now um, you can now uh, you can now just make your class early, level up your invoker, get it ready for you know your dragonflight experience. They start um, at like level fifty-eight though, right? So you it's like demon yeah. hunters where you can make a demon hunter during the final patch of WAD. Uh, or during the pre-patch of of Legion, and mm-hmm. you started at level you know ninety eight, and the level cap in Wad was one hundred. So you yeah. did your two levels, and then you went and did Hellfire Citadel. Yeah, yeah. So it um, it uh, it's uh, it's nice. It's nice, nice that they have the release date out there. Nice you can make that Evoker early. Um. So yeah. So I guess we have a we have now a date when everything is due to be updated by that we work on. <laughs> which <laughs> is the the fun part about it i i mean i think in the in the grand scheme of things this date makes the most sense um yeah 
like I think I don't think you'd ever see a pre-Thanksgiving release date, at least here in the U.S. Um, so any, I don't think you'd see it any earlier in November, unless it was yeah. the beginning of November, right? Well, um, I, which I don't think is is practical for them to do. No, um, not based on timing and where they're at. Um, and then yeah, any later into November or December, you basically run into Christmas, like yeah, turning things on for the first season. So, um, so no, so awesome that we have the release date the twenty eighth. And like you mentioned, pre-patch, probably the end of October. Um, the other big thing that they sort of mentioned as a part of this, which just sort of highlighting is they are turning on with this reset, the October 4th reset, the 50% experience buff. Yep. Um, so basically, if you have any characters you want to get up and ready to uh, to take into Dragonflight, uh, level them after Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, depending on your region, um, because yep. you'll now get 50% more XP, which is... I think they did this with Shadowlands too, which is they did. Yeah, there was also like a at some point during Shadowlands, it was like towards the end of uh, nine point one point five or something. They turned it on for a couple, couple, or maybe I'm thinking of Classic. They did for Classic. They did it for Classic. So okay, Um, that's it. Yeah, Um, but no, it's uh. We have the release date. We also, um, as a part of this, have the season one release date. Um, so season one, of course, is the start of all your Mythic Plus experiences, your raids, um, and PvP and things like that. So they there is a bunch of information about season one. So season one goes live December 12th, which is two weeks after the official launch of the expansion. So Plenty of time to level up and get ready. Do your heroics, do your mythic zeros, um, get your gear, things like that. Uh, and then the raid releases on the weekend of December 12th, and everything releases on the week of December 12th. So you get first swing of, or uh, sorry, you get normal, you get heroic, and you get mythic raids all at the same time. Um, mythic plus with no eye level cap as well. Which, like I you mentioned, so plus, but there's no, that's an important thing is there's no eye level cap. So very much like season four, you can just jump in and grind. So if you wanted to, like that would be if I were to going if I were going to take time off for Dragonflight release, which I'm not really planning to. Uh, I, I'll do some half days and like shift hours around, but I'm not going to like take time off. Yeah. Um, but if I were going to take time off, it would be actually that week of December twelfth instead of the release. Because you've got like two weeks um, to actually get to level 70, get yeah. ready to go. And then you could just like go nuts the week of season one with keys. That's true. Um, which is like, that's what people, some people did in season four. It's like, like my raid leader uh, had a lot of the first week of season four off. Yeah. And like two days in, had you know his Mechagon ring set, you know all like two ninety eight tier pieces. Like we hadn't even raided yet, and this yeah. man was like pre raid best from spamming keys. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it um, it actually does make a lot of sense is to to hold off and wait if you are going to take time off. I, I for me personally, I just enjoy the leveling experience. I think more. I think yeah. for me, the gear yeah. comes; it'll come as long as yeah. I'm not like so far behind i'm hurting the raid i think in most cases um it'll be good but yeah this the simultaneous release does make at least for like our at least for my guild and probably for your guild like the first week a little bit more interesting right in terms of like what you focus on in your main raid time because 
um, for at least for us, notoriously, like any type of raid releases, particularly, you know, um, and actually not particularly, but whenever a new raid releases, generally the only mandatory days we have are our two raid days. And then if any flex content will do if enough people sign on, right? Yeah. So like if enough people are going to be there on like Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night after our raid week is over, we'll do like heroic flex with yep. whoever we have, right? Um, and so with Mythic now, I wonder what our sort of, you know, raid leaders are thinking because like do you like the problem for us is since we do raid on tuesday it's like we probably don't go into mythic right away on tuesday but like on thursday do we spend time to like do the first two bosses on mythic maybe because they're a little bit easier and then circle back finish as much as we can in heroic and then use flex time yeah heroic yeah i think there's a lot of tuning questions that go into that um and so some of it is uh that for example well we'll talk maybe a little bit about the tier sets in a in a bit tier mm-hmm. sets have been released um they should be on beta now uh they are by and large fairly small increases like these are not the 25 percent increase tier sets from sepulcher by and large there are exceptions yeah. but the we're not one of those <laughs> um we we are not dealing with like uh you know your sepulcher tier set like if you had half your raid with sepulcher tier sets and half without you were down 15 percent raid dps because half of your raid didn't have it right 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 yeah um whereas looking at these you're going to be down like three percent if half your raid doesn't have it or five percent maybe um which is still like sizable but it's not like you know it's not as huge so um i think hero i think like you know we're gonna have to see we also write on friday so there's room for a bunch of people to go and spam keys right Um, we don't want to like plan around everybody going and like grinding keys the first week because not everybody's going to be able to we don't want to like be like oh sorry can't come to mythic you didn't spend 20 hours in keys this week yeah um but i i think that heroic is actually going to be much more about just getting eye level than getting tier this time around for us and i think that is like what castle nathria was where we did it for eye level and then we you know just dropped it and did mythic and that's gonna be, whereas in like sanctum we are still doing heroic for the shards for the uh domination set items and then in mm-hmm. sepulcher the set items were just so huge that you went back and you did heroic every week until everybody had everything right yeah yeah i think i mean i would agree with you that i think tier sets at least initially are going to be much less of a of a thing i'll say um i think to the and we i guess we, we haven't well we'll talk about it in a second but i think yeah just in general like the the scheduling of the new raid will depend on some of the other things they have done like the tier set design like some of the new loot rules right because um, yeah. i think there's a little bit of an easier a little bit of an easier time than than what you have today with some of that stuff so yeah um, like being able so we'll get into the the loot rules but it should be easier to funnel the people that have good tier sets their four piece mm-hmm. and then be able to be like you know we can go and then focus on mythic and then do flex content on the side for the rest of the tier sets yeah yeah um the other thing too about this seasonal announcement that they sneakily got in there and i don't know if you you saw this but dealing with mythic plus um they mentioned two affixes 
that are not coming back. Yes, I, I, yeah. So while they didn't announce the new affix, there'll be a new seasonal affix, of course. They did announce that both Necrotic and Inspiring will not be making an appearance in season Good one. fucking riddance. I'm fine. So I think Inspiring less, I don't, that's whatever to me. I mean, as it, I think there are certain trash packs where Inspiring can be very, very difficult to deal with and it's yeah. annoying. Um, but if you know it's coming and you focus, you can get around it. Necrotic though, like as a even as a non-tank i am so excited for this. <laughs> like it's just the it's the most it is the like i don't know as a tank you hate it much yeah probably even I actually, more than I do. so they they nerfed it so hard in shadowlands that it was almost a non-affix if you were playing one of the good tanks right if yeah. you weren't playing you know demon hunter or paladin you know or warrior then you didn't care about necrotic if you were playing bear you did your you had your ursox fury remembered legendary that just ignored it um right. which their talent actually doesn't ignore it which is funny because it's going away uh and the talent version of that legendary i mean um yeah. and the uh you know blood decays this this tier being being able to just parry everything so they, they don't get it applied at all right and then brewmaster just dodging it um just dodging it yeah and like i actually like you know i i really did not like necrotic back before they nerfed it three times um and then they nerfed it three times and now it's like kind of free as a brewmaster yeah yeah i will say it it was once they made the change that it dropped when you dropped combat i think at that point it became less of an annoyance right because like there would be many times from a pull perspective like and so I do most of my keys, um, at least like after the start of the season in pugs anyway. Yeah. So like for Necrotic Week, it was always annoying to have a tank. Like number one, me drop a ring on a tank because they have 30 stacks and they just run back at the mobs, not yes. away from them. And I'm just like, yes, this is your cue to like get away. Um, or yeah. in the old version of, the, of Necrotic where they would, of course, want to go as quick as possible and like literally wait till their debuffs at like one second. They have 15 stacks and then they get hit by the next pack and it's immediately 16 stacks. And it's just yeah. like so it uh, it's actually reset on combat since mid legion. Oh, really? It's been that long. Yeah. The the thing is that what a lot of tanks do is there'll be one ad left alive that people are killing. Yeah. And they'll go and they'll chain into the next pack. Yeah. And so they won't have left combat oh see i thought that was a fairly i mean i really i know it was not what, this expansion what they did change, is they, re but I, they yeah. reduced the duration of necrotic from like seven or eight seconds to five okay and that's okay. probably what you're seeing is like that five seconds uh or like that that timer ticking down of like uh these uh the this demo is about to expire because they're running away from that last swap getting ready to pull the next one they just pull it too soon yeah yeah fair enough i thought the common thing was oh well whatever fair yeah. enough um, but no, I think I think everybody's happy that this sort of yeah goes away. Uh, inspiring though, I hate more than any of the other affixes. Actually, uh, really, inspiring is never fun. It is murderously unfun to pug. Like it's fine in a guild group for the most part. Like right. if you're in with a bunch of you know hard carry alts, maybe not so much. But if you're in a regular old guild group, it's fine. Like you can coordinate and deal with it and CC it and you know do even somewhat fancy things where there's like two packs next to each other with inspired and you like CC both of the inspired and then pull them together onto packs that don't have kicks, mm -hmm. you know, 
you can do things. Pugs is no. That is so awful. Anifix yeah. for pugging. It is miserably unfun. And like that is just like that week you just don't pug keys. Yeah. Because I mean, people cannot do it. Yeah. And like I think when I whenever I do, whenever it is inspiring week and I get my like 115 done that week, it's always I'm always it's always luckily it's generally the tank, but generally someone's like, just kill the inspiring mob first. Like hard yeah. focus, don't AoE, like just get rid and, of that. And mob that would that would there. always be my thing is I would like you know ideally touch of death the thing you know right but then sometimes it's on this mob that's got like twice the health of everything else in the pack and <laughs> you you kill it but it's dying at the same time as the rest of the pack because it just has that much more health yeah exactly exactly yeah so i mean good that there sort of seem to be changing up the affixes i wonder if this is just a precursor to us getting two new affixes along with the seasonal so maybe we'll see, you know, new affixes come in. Um, I think now maybe the target is like maybe we get rid of Sanguine next. Um, Sanguine's or, fine. Or Storming. Storming can go. Yeah, that one's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanguine, though, is like... There are dungeons in which it really, really sucks because Sanguine is all about, like, area denial and managing that. But then there are is a huge disparity in the amount of space that you have, in the amount of area that you have to play with in different right. dungeons. And right, so, like yeah. something like Grim Rail Depot, where you've got effectively zero area to play with, Sanguine kind of like really blows. But then something like you know, if you think back to Freehold, where you had infinite space to play with, yeah, it didn't matter. Or like, or like Gambit too. Like even Gambit, yeah. you have plenty of like. There's never a space restriction in Gambit today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, cool. And then um, I think we we talked about this once, but they did. We do have sort of the new dungeons for Mythic Plus Two with the whole four yeah. from Dragonflight and then four from older expansions. Um, so the older expansion ones are going to be Halls of Valor, Court of Stars, which we knew about. And then I don't think we talked about this, but Shadowman Burial Ground from yep. Warlords of Drainer and then Temple the Jade Serpent. I think we mentioned this one from Mist. Yeah, there was um, the data mining of this one. Yeah. yeah. So they officially announced all four of them. Um, it'll be it'll be fun. I, it's, I think I think I, t- I was talking to one of my friends about this and they were a little they were sort of like, well, why don't why isn't season one all eight and then season two, you sort of switch it up. And I think this is a better system anyway, just to open like this, because if this doesn't work out in season one, it seems like their idea of season one with this expansion is like try things and then we'll see wild changes. Right. Because I think, yeah, they they mentioned this. and Maybe this is our little segue into tier sets. Right. But I know when when they did tier sets, they were very specific in that post when they released all the tier sets in that they were like, these are these are specifically simple. They're specifically yeah. very not crazy, not wildly changing anything because of all the talent changes that we're doing and like other like the talents yeah. being such yeah. a huge change for us. And I'm wondering if that's their idea of like being iterative, being, I guess, more iterative, something yeah. we've always asked for. Um, yeah. And like, that's how they're going to start this. Cause I think even we, we sort of, I've made fun of like the season four hotfix changes they made. And like I, on this podcast, we've been like, Oh, this week they're changing this again. But like, that's, I'd rather have that be the joke than like us go like, Oh, like cosmic spark still broken eight weeks in. Right. Even yeah. though I think they just fixed it, but like, it's like cosmic spark yeah. just broken. Doesn't work here. Like this boss, you know, whatever. Um, so I think, I mean, I think maybe we'll see. I think I like this change of like pulling in old dungeons to start with. Um, and that way the the new dungeons feel new again in season two. Yeah. And they basically elongate that Dragonflight content, you know? So it yeah. Still feels new. 
Um, cause even bringing back like the Mechagon dungeons now, like, I'm just like, I'm sick of doing like, I like them, but like, even like the limited amount of time we did those are like even doing, um, like Gambit again. I'm like, I don't ever want to do streets like or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, there's also so. like, um, there's a little bit of like everything being unlocked from the get go and the Mechagon ring set actually, and junkyard being like the easiest key. Yeah. I think all those things combined made uh, Mechagon get worn worn uh, worn out real quick mm-hmm. in a way that like I have not run very many docks and have not run very many um, very many of I can't even uh, Grimrail Depot. Like, Depot I have so. not run any like I've run them. I've got the trinkets from them, you know, but not anywhere as much as I ran uh, Mechagon for those rings. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it'll be it'll be nice to see, to like see some new dungeons and I don't know, see some old stuff too. I think is it's cool that they're bringing that back because I think it it also, I don't know, it's 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 cool to see the way that the game has changed. I think from like those older dungeons to the newer stuff too. Yeah. It's like you'll you'll de- you like you definitely like I don't know if you notice as much with Karazhan, the like Karazhan to Streets right or Karazhan to Gambit. Um, but like, I feel yeah. like you will notice Temple the Jade Serpent to like any of the modern dungeons coming out of Dragonflight. <laughs> like, the difference is going to be like pretty, pretty extensive. So, I am not looking forward to that gauntlet before the water boss and Temple of the Jade Serpent. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be also not looking forward to the, the like Lore Walker boss at all. But yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the first two are going to be rough. The, the final two are okay. Yeah. yeah. They're fine. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, they did like last thing on that note, heavy, 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 heavy nerfs to Halls of Valor. Like, yeah. Minus 75% on a lot of abilities, minus 50% on some. Um, the one that I want to mention, like you can go and read the full notes on Wowhead, they're up there. But the one that I want to mention as one that I remember being a very big deal in Pugs is the Storm Dragon at the very start of the dungeon like oh you would, yes 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 like you would you know you would go in in a pug like 20 and it's a deciding factor of whether you completed that or whether you got to do more than five minutes of that key not completed it because herja herja existed right yeah but like whether you got to do more than five minutes of that key was whether you could kill a storm drake before it murdered your group yeah right about that yeah 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 halls was ugh. yeah Halls had some real rippy nonsense. Yeah. Um, so that's what a lot of the nerfs are. But that Storm Drake stood out to me as like, ah, yes, we will not be resetting the key, you know, three minutes in because the healer exactly. stood in the Drake breath again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That'll be fun. Um, well, cool. I guess moving, I guess, slightly forward here um i think we mentioned this in passing but to jump into it they did release tier sets for basically every spec so we got all 38 uh class or class and spec tier sets um and so you know everybody's out there they released it all i think is it you said it's on ptr now so you can pick these up i believe they announced that it was going to be put on PTR. Uh, literally, this came out with an hour left in raid testing on Friday. One of our yeah. people did hearth out to Orgrimmar where it said it was supposed to be, and it wasn't there yet. So gotcha. uh, not 100% sure. Uh, I haven't been back on beta to check, but it, it 
is supposed to be up. If it's not up now, it will be up on Tuesday or yeah, this reset. Thursday, whenever they whenever they do the next push uh, onto the server. Um, and yeah, a lot of these, like I've got it pulled up on the the stream right now. But like, just to give an example of what kind of complexity these tier sets are going for, I'm going to talk about the Frost Mage one because not be well because it's conveniently located right above the monk sets yeah but to kind of give you a, an idea of how simple these are uh frost's two set is ice lance and frozen orb do 10 percent more damage and their four set is consuming one of their procs increases blizzard damage by 25 percent and frostbolt damage by 50 percent for six seconds that's it. That's the whole set. Very basic. Nothing build defining. Like you can math out how much this is worth. It's, you know, basic. It's simple. It's not very complicated. And that's intentional. Yeah. Um so then, you know, we can look at the the monk ones. Um, and like the brewmaster one, the two set is hitting an enemy with tiger palm or spinning crane kick grants brewmaster's rhythm. Increasing damage dealt and reducing damage taken by 1% for 10 seconds, stacking up to four times. So 4% damage reduction. And then the four set is for each stack of Brewmaster's Rhythm, Purifying Brew clears 3% more of your damage delayed with Stagger. So at max stacks, your Purifying Brew becomes a 62% Purify instead of a 50% Purify. Um, again, not like huge it's good but this is not going to be like the uh sepulcher tier set where the difference between having it and not was the difference between being able to like do high content and not yeah 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 so that, yeah and i mean i guess in terms of the miss like maybe we skip miss weaver for one second and we talk about we talk about windwalkers of I think a very similar case where it's just, you know, Fist of Fury will increase the damage of your next two Rising Sun Kicks or Spinning Crane Kick by 30%. Just hit Fist of Fury, get an increased damage on your next two kicks is the two set. And the four set is Fist of Fury now enhances your next three Rising Sun Kicks or Spinning Crane Kicks. And the enhanced kicks increase your versatility during your next Fist of Fury by 5% stacking up to three times, which means basically you'll get 15% verse next time you hit Fist of Fury. As long as you use Rising Sun Kick or Spinning Crane Kick three times before you do that. Um, so again, to your point, flat damage increases, basically. Yeah, I mean, this is like your... is basically reads, once you have the four set, this basically reads that your Rising Sun Kicks and Spinning Crane Kicks do 30% increased damage and your Fist of Fury does 15% increased damage. Not literally, because like maybe you cast four Rising Sun Kicks in between Fists of Fury or something. Or right. four Spinning Crane Kicks. But it's like, it's fairly close to that. Yeah, effectively that. Yeah, and then, so those are nice. And then you get to the Mistweaver one, which is just hey, bonkers. Because it's so, the basically the two set is healing from your enveloping mist, essence font, and vivify is increased by 15% on targets with your renewing mist. Which seems like nice synergy of like, you want to heal targets with renewing mist with these spells, you get an increase. The problem is, is it, you're going to blanket your raid and renewing mist with some of your talents. I think the logs that we yeah. were seeing was like, averaging six or so renewing miss on the raid that's average not cat like not your max amount and so yeah. you basically will always have a person to target with renewing mist that is also injured that can use the healing so it's yeah. just a lot of increase there and then the four set is essence font and vivify healing are increased by 10 percent, which is probably two of your most casted spells <laughs> just 10 yeah. percent more healing which is great 
And then a nice little buff. Your renewing mists on targets healed by essence font are extended by one second for each heal. And so we need to test this, but assuming it like Blizzard tooltips work like it is, it basically is a minor increase in renewing mist extension. So it, it'll only, yeah. it seems like it should only extend on the bolt heal, not the hot part of essence font. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it heals from the hot part of essence font, it's honestly broken and upwelling becomes just ridiculous. Yeah. But it's probably on the, the bolt heal, the main heal. Yeah. So. That, that, that's what it realized reads like to me is just like on the bolt. Yeah. Um, but it, but all in all, I mean, this is, I mean, this is probably a solid just 10 to 15% increase in your overall healing, which is honestly massive from a set set of set bonuses. Yeah. It's just there, there like the I, I think it's Mistweaver and probably the the resto druids here, because I looked through the healer ones. Like those are essentially like outliers in this, in that they are just so far yeah. and above every other healer and hey, probably just resto general, druid every, getting a good tier set. Say it ain't so. It's very good. Um, and even like this Mistweaver one, I think is heads and tails above even like DPS ones. I'd say it's probably the best yeah. set bonus out there right now. Like um, the, the Brewmaster one, um, notably does not have any damage buff. Actually, no, I take that back. I, I skipped over the fact it, it, it increases damage dealt and reduces damage taken by 1% for 10 seconds, stacking up to four times. So it's got, it's got this 4% increased damage tagged on it. Um, mm -hmm. But also... Also, if you take rank two of Invoke Nizo, um, then it also gives you 12% more damage contribution to Invoke Nizo. Um, Very nice. But one thing I realized this weekend, actually, a uh, little side tangent, every talent across all talent trees got unique names. Except rank two of Invoke Nizo. <laughs> Which is like, I, I realized that yesterday. I was like, you know, red flag goes up. Something's wrong here. Yeah. This is not supposed to be named Invoke Niazau, the Black Ox, because that's what the base <laughs> talent's named. Right. This right. Thing, like, this thing might be on the chopping block. Is this thing going away? Is it getting revamped? Do they just run out of time to rename it? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, which I know is, it's been complained about incessantly because of mm -hmm. how degenerate it gets, of like, you know, tanking the jailer and using slash sit to get crit so you have more damage to purify and can't dodge and like turning off parts of your kit in order to funnel more damage into invoke me so it's it's awful awful yeah. uh but it is uh it is currently how how things work we'll have to see that that made me suspicious that maybe that talent is not long for this world basically. yeah that that would make sense if they're not giving it a new name. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess tier sets are out, which is cool. Um, and I guess as as a part of this, um, Blizzard did release, and I guess this is all sort of in the same mix, but they did talk about the creation catalyst, which in Dragonflight is called the inspiration catalyst. Um, and they basically said that this is going to unlock in week six. Um, so similar timing to Shadowlands season or Shadowlands creation catalyst, the inspiration catalyst will come back very similar cat like very similar um, function or design where you take a piece and you can turn it into a tier piece of the same item level. Yeah. Um, it just unlocks in week six, which I think is polarizing for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who are, We'll say more people are negative on this than positive, at least just based on the, if you yeah. take Twitter and some of the feedback on the actual post itself. Yeah. Um, 
But it's nice that they got ahead of it and said, like, here's what we're doing, <laughs> whether you agree with their choice or not. I, I think, all right, so I think that there are two reasons I'm okay with week six creation catalyst. Number mm-hmm. one, the tier sets are kind of medium. Like this is not the case of Sepulchre where you were losing 20, 25% damage by not having your tier set. Where you were literally like going from, you know, where you went from not being able to compete with other people in your raid that had them to mm-hmm. being able to compete with them, being able to compete on on ranks, on Warcraft logs, everything, just due to having your tier set. Right. Um so that's a, that's a good change. Um, also, I guess there's three reasons. Also, Christmas. This clock doesn't stop ticking if you take yeah. a week off of Raid for Christmas. Um, which, Christmas is on a Sunday this year. December yeah. 25th is a Sunday. We Raid on Sunday. Let's change Raid Day. We might. Yeah. Like, we... Actually, last year, uh, we had exactly the same thing. It, or it was like Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve were raid days. And yeah. we just, like, we took one of them off and rescheduled the other. And then, um, or maybe it was Castle, maybe it was Castle Nathria that was like that. Either way, last, like, I think it was Castle Nathria that was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, this time it's going to be where they take, you know, it's like New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve. So like people are going to be hung over, but not blasted. <laughs> um, and then uh, Christmas Day are um, on our raid days. So like one, probably one of them is going to get rescheduled and the other one will like raid with what we can. Maybe yeah. we take that time to do flex content like Heroic where, where the comp doesn't matter as much and we can just go and do our like mythic stuff on friday and then do heroic stuff on sunday and we'll see it we'll we'll see but it is uh that's that's reason number two reason number three loot changes yes you want to get into that um yeah of course the uh so there's a big post for scarzard which is well worth a read we're gonna cherry pick some elements of it um and the short version is that we are getting group loot back. Kind of. Um, yay. That's, that's great. Um, so group loot in raid is mandatory. It is the only method of loot distribution available. This is the classical need versus greed system that we had as of like Legion um, before they turned everything into personal loot. And um, with one little refinement um there is now a hidden like main spec off spec thing when you hit need Mm -hmm. if you need something and it's current for your current loot spec it is main spec um and you have higher priority and if somebody needs it and uh it's for their not currently loot spec uh then it counts as off spec but still higher than greed and then there's greed and disenchant and pass. Um, and it's kind of nice. It's actually very close to how we do loot in season four. Like we're not trying to min-max anything. We're just like, like we use RC, but everything goes up into RC if it's tradable. 
and then we just go off of the highest roll between like main spec and then off spec and like we do a little bit more fine-grained where like if it's a major upgrade it goes to main spec over somebody that's a minor upgrade for main spec so it's a little bit more granular right but it's very close to how we actually do loot um but then the uh the real important thing there are no eye level restrictions on loot trading that's the best change honestly they could have they could have left it as personal loot and just said they removed the trading restrictions. I'd be like, fine, whatever, that's perfect. Because, yeah, I mean, this is I think to me like the group loot thing is sort of just it it to me it puts in the way that we do loot in our raid. Um, it just puts a step between master loot, which just means now everybody passes raid leader needs or whoever's passing out loot, and then yeah. they they're just responsible for passing out loot, and like that's the way that it ends up working. Where like yeah. so it would be cool if it was master loot and you could just like loot the boss, see the items get excited and then move on but i think it, yeah so whatever you but can this whole, you can build your own masterly with this definitely like you said yeah um which is extra steps which is annoying but um yep. but no the loot trading restrictions i think are awesome like i think that yep. was always the most frustrating part like particularly with the way that you have like we talk about like all the different ways to acquire loot now like you have like mythic plus and your vault and stuff like that and there were times like even in season well, maybe not in season four, but definitely in, in season three, where like I had done myth had done a ton of Mythic Plus and had looted items from the raid that while technically were eye level upgrades, were not upgrades I would use, or if they were, they were minor compared to what some of the right. people in the raid had. So it's like I'd like a whatever, like a, a piece that was like four item level lower than what dropped that I would equip that I'd equipped and then I couldn't trade that one piece. So it's like great. Yeah. Like now this feels bad because now I have yeah. to equip it. And then immediately unequip it, disenchant it, and I get to make some gold off of this. But this was like a 10 or 15 item level upgrade for somebody else in the raid. It's yeah. like, this sucks. So yeah. I'm a huge fan of this change. I mean, I'm less of a fan of the group loot being everywhere changes because it's, I wish it would just be master loot. But I think, I think that, so I think it is good, a small good, but a good thing because it, it makes it less of like, your loot when it's still tradable like you're not it's not your item until you actually win the roll for it yeah. versus like um right now if you pug and somebody drop like an item drops for somebody it's their item even though they could trade it and some people aren't going to like actively post everything that they don't need up for roll some people right you have to whisper and like i've and like it, it's really annoying it's like sometimes you whisper somebody and they're like oh yeah i need this and i'm sure they get annoyed to get a like five whispers for uh, an item they dropped right. but then other times you know you whisper them and they're like oh yeah i don't need this and they just give it to you um this is going to be a, a lot nicer in that sense of like you know you you kill a boss the items drop and you hit need and if somebody doesn't need it they just pass or they hit right. greed or disenchant. They don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I think there's that, yeah, less of a like a mechanical thing, but more of that, um, what is it, like the mental idea of yeah. like trading away a piece of loot no, that yeah. no longer occurs, which I think is, I mean, it, in my mind, that's what they're going for. Like what what I think they're trying to guard against, which I maybe I get this, is like from a, from a non-organized raid perspective, I think there is a ton of negativity around master loot. Just in the idea of like you not knowing who the master looter is and you're joining this raid and like you could yeah. be there for three hours and eventually get screwed. 
yeah. right? Just because yeah. somebody's friends with somebody else and they're going to give it to them. And, and and I get that they want to stay away from mass loot like that. I think group loot can still be abused, but I think there's still a chance that it isn't. It's a lot harder to abuse. It it you have like it's not that you know you're not going to enter a raid and there's a master looter and they just give their friends the items. You right, can yeah. enter a raid and there's like a group of five and they all hit need on everything that they can and they yeah. just trade it within themselves, right? You can still do that. Yeah. Um, but that's a lot harder. And there's actually uh, an extra restriction. There's another extra restriction that I forgot to mention earlier about the need button. Mm -hmm. You can only need things that, like, let's say the, a tier piece drops. Um, you already yeah. have a tier piece equipped that is higher eye level. You cannot need that tier piece. Yeah. So you cannot need downgrades. Uh, direct downgrade. Like, they are very specific. Like if it's a different chest item, but it's it's like if, if it's a different chest item or a different, mm -hmm. you know, like if you've got weapon A and weapon B drops and it's technically an eye level downgrade, but it's got, you know, a better stat dist distribution or something, then you can still hit need on that because it's a different item. Right. Uh, but if it's literally the same item, you cannot need on it if you currently have a better one. Right. So that actually also solves a lot of that issue where like you can't have, you know, four people come in on their mains and on one like trash tier alt that they're all trying to funnel stuff to because those four people are not going to be able to need very much gear. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. So there'll be there'll be less of that funnel thing, um, I guess. But um, but no, I mean, I think I ultimately like to, or not ultimately, but to me, like this is just a it is a good change. I think I wish it was really master looter, but like at the end of the day, it's effectively master looter if that's the way your guild's going to do things. Because the easiest way would just be to have everybody pass and only those people who, you know, uh, only one person who's going to pass out the loot roll need, then you can sort of do it as you move to the next, you know, the next boss or go through the next yeah. trash or whatever it ends up being. So, yeah. Um, and that's fine. I think that's okay. Because yeah. that's the kind of thing also that you can automate. Where like RC right now will automatically put things up for roll if mm -hmm. you get them with personal loot. It can be automatically passing on items when you're in a guild group, um, right? And like you enter the instance, and there's a pop up that says, you know, hey, this group is running RC loot council. Do you want to auto pass? And you hit yes, um, and then it auto passes on everything, and your 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 loot master just like auto greeds everything, um, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a great change. And then, you know, the way that, like, I think you mentioned the way that this hooks into catalyst and even tier sets is that like you can now, it's much easier, I think for people to, will be potentially easier for people to get tier sets. You want it to do like yeah. trading heroic tokens around the raid shenanigans, or you won't have to do like, the difficulties backwards either, which is that's true was too, a really yeah. awkward piece of sepulcher progression where like, obviously you would want to do normal first to collect the eye level and the tier pieces and then use those to clear mythic or use those right. to clear heroic. But because you could only trade if it was an eye level downgrade, that meant you had to do heroic first. So you got the higher eye level tier pieces and then go and do normal so that yeah. you could trade the normal tier pieces. Yeah. And that, so yeah, just, yeah, to avoid the fact of some person looting the same item twice, like looting the yeah. lower tier item and then the higher one right after in your next raid, yeah. Right. And we still had stuff like first time we killed um, Lyavum, you know, teardrops, and we can't we can't trade it, even though 
you know, we still had a couple people that could have used it. Right, right, right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, and so, and I think at that point then, like the creation catalyst truly becomes that bad luck protection system for at least for yeah. raiders, right? I think, you know, you, you'll you still have the argument about the six-week thing for creation catalyst for people who don't raid, but to be fair, like you, you don't raid, so like, for raid gear like I, I guess in my mind like tier sets are still considered like primarily a raid difficulty reward so like yeah if you're not going to do raid difficulty then you shouldn't also be able to at least in my mind there needs to be like you know, i don't know maybe i'm it, it's a way to it's a way to funnel people into raiding in the early part of a patch and right. then once catalyst comes out you can go back to only doing keys or only doing pvp it's i mean it is what it is that's that, yeah. that is yeah the other thing actually uh before we wrap up we're we're short on time so i'll make this quick but this means that there's no longer like class stacking to get items to drop yeah it doesn't matter that there's only one person that can loot a dagger because it's group loot and the dagger has the same drop chance as the ring exactly yeah which will be, which is a, again a a very cool, a very interesting change. It ha- the game hasn't been like this in a while, so it'll be interesting to see the amount of crying or the, just the amount of like annoyed posts of like, "Hey, we have no hunters in our raid, but a bow dropped." Yeah. At the same time, it means that you're not going to kill a boss and get five cloaks because exactly. the cloak is the most likely one to see. Um, they are also adding unique items and i actually am mostly on board like we talked they've talked previously about what they call the cantrip items that have the unique effects on them mm-hmm. um there's going to be some of those in this raid um they are actually mostly implemented uh they're in the raid so once yeah. we get the ability to like go into normal we'll be able to get them um that's actually so real quick the the cantrip so like the unique item drops that's interesting because they did that with corruption items in nyalotha well, was, it's it's not random, right? Well, it's no, no. What I mean, there was, but like for example, like there was a mace. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That dropped a specific unique corruption. There was like DPS weapons, I think, that had a yeah. specific unique corruption. The, the so slappers. They, yeah, so they've tried this before. I think this is actually underrated. I mean, it's, it's very cool. It's also like the painsmith weapons or the rogue daggers from Sylvanas, the hunter bow mm, from Sylvanas. Right. Technically, the live of weapon for healers that nobody uses, uh, Antumbra. Gavel, yes. Jathus. There's actually yes, a bunch. But, but they do it like attention. Yeah, actually you're right, there are. Um, but I think in this case, the unique part of it. So the reason I brought up corruption is like those items just drop, like those unique healer items have a proc, but they drop at the same item level, right? Right. As everything else. In this These case, they're higher eye level. Yeah, which is cool, which yeah. is cool. Maybe it makes it so you use them. Like yeah. even if the proc isn't interesting, right? You just want the yeah. additional stats. So yeah. Um but they did note, and I hate this. I hate this with every fiber of my being. They are going to be lower drop rate. Yeah, which I mean, it's so stupid. I just make the regular drops. Just, make, just we just went through this with like Edge of Night and the Painsmith weapons, just being lower drop rate because you didn't have as many people that could loot them. And but I, it I th- sucks. But I think here the difference is going to be that because it's group loot, the lower drop yeah. rate might not be felt as hard, right? Because like yeah, and that's true. It's still going to be like, relatively speaking a higher drop rate than the rogue daggers from Sylvanas. Exactly, because if you only have one rogue in the raid, then that one rogue is the only one that has a chance to do it. Whereas now it'll be yeah. just a part of the pool, just a lower percentage. You know that extra 
yeah. requirement to have at least or have a Rogan. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I just think it's again, these are just I mean, they're to me, they're just cool things that they're trying that we'll see if they took out because maybe the idea, too, is like this is probably potentially what's going to happen is like these bonus items or these unique items are going to be terrible. <laughs> Even with the item level increase, they're just going to be well. Not so a lot good. of them have have regular stats and then something else tacked on as well. So they're like actually well. That's some good, of them yeah. have like there's one that's a ring set that has like a fire proc on it that it like are procs off of fire damage. So a lot of things like Brewmaster Breath of Fire triggers it. Uh huh. Um, okay. And so there's some things like that. Some of them are missing their stats and their only primary stat and the proc effect, but they're still higher eye level. So you get the higher amount of, you know, armor staying with a main stat on it that does help compensate. Um, there's also, if you remember, we talked about the data mining of there being like tiered eye level throughout the raid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Th- that was confirmed as intentional. Um, they are doing first two bosses, drop lower eye level than the next two. The, the drop lower eye level than like the end wing bosses that drop lower eye level than the final two bosses yeah and so there's like this yeah this progression which would totally not work with personal loot and eye level restrictions it just right like, or which, it, it wouldn't work with the eye level restrictions i guess i should say personal loot technically would but yeah and it's cool because this is this is kind of like what i want wanted what i talk about in terms of like item upgrades except they just yeah. did it based on boss drops which i think is yeah. An interesting way to like slowly, you know, increase. I think they they point it from like a rewards perspective, but at the same time, it makes the the later bosses potentially slightly easier. Yeah. Um, because you don't have that like bigger jump in item level from like items you get for most of the raid than the final two bosses just being slightly higher. So yeah. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting tier for a yeah. lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons, but there's also um, you know. All this loot stuff, it's going to be like my guild has only or like my raid team has only existed in the personal loot era. Like it was founded in Uldir after personal loot became mandatory. So the whole time we've done only personal loot, like that's what we have managed. But we've done it like as like we have carve outs in our our loot rules for like if something drops for you and you would roll major on it, you automatically get it. Right. like we don't worry about their role or anything like that so some of those things are going to change where like people aren't individually going to receive things anymore so we're gonna to have to go back through and like figure figure some things out but i am overall like very excited yeah like yeah, i'm i'm super happy about this so honestly like uh, they still got a lot of bugs to work out right but shadow uh dragonflight is looking really good yeah, I mean, and I, I think we've we spent most of this sort of talking about like the raid stuff, the loot stuff, and stuff like that. But I still can't praise dragon riding enough as just one yeah. of the coolest yeah, that was one of the things I was thinking of they've yeah. ever put. Like, just like regardless of like the loot, I mean, the loot changing is cool. Raids, honestly, will probably be bangers because generally raids are really good. But like, I'm playing like funnily enough, like my 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 initial planning for leveling if i can do this is just to go and get all the dragon riding upgrades and then actually start leveling because it's just like (laughs) i think that's a cool thing to do first and like you know then you get all the movement tech and all that type of stuff like maybe that's yeah you you do have you have two weeks before right so there's yeah so it's not like i need to i need to like rush or anything yeah um yeah yeah no i'm and like i've done some leveling from like level one on beta um and like having the talent trees back for leveling is very nice you know you have those moments where you're like on a flight path or something and you're 
uh, you just pull up your talent tree and you like figure out what you want to get next. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like click around, click the buttons every, like you had a new thing to click every level, which is like still yeah. to this yeah. day, like my favorite, like artifacts yeah. and Legion or old talent trees, like pre yep. pre Cata. It's just still one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah. And it's, uh, I, I have a feedback post that I'm working on for leveling. Cause there's some weirdo like scaling nonsense, um, gotcha. as you, the combination of like world scaling and then little like it, the world scales up but you haven't actually gotten a big power boost from leveling up because the talent for that level didn't do much for solo content you know gotcha you gotcha. you got ice block and ice block is great but it doesn't help you kill like 50 quest mobs in a row yeah, um yeah. but the quest mobs all scaled up and now they're actually like you know harder and if that happens two or three levels in a row so like the the, the actual level scaling stuff kind of would like to bite them a little bit um but yeah should be. it's 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 cool i i'm i'm really excited for dragonflight yeah yeah i think i'm i'm becoming more yeah like i was i'm always excited for new expansions but i think there are some specific things that aren't just like new raids new leveling that i'm excited for that i typically am not and we even yeah. t- i mean and between you and i we even touched on professions which i think yeah might be annoying based on some of the things i've seen but also cool that they've started to revamp those things which i haven't cared about yeah. professions in like honestly like decade. yeah like yeah since since drums were a thing in tbc it was probably the last time i cared about having a specific profession yeah. on a character so yeah and yeah so like and uh, we're over time so yeah. i guess la- last thing i want to like fit in here mm-hmm. the this is the first expansion since like i've been paying attention that there's not really like a big thing that people are like very negative about the one thing that people are somewhat negative about is like some classes not having or having talent trees that have problems right like or are are like losing some things like uh protection paladins very doomer about their tree but honestly, like looking at how things went in raid testing, like, and I know it's still pending tuning, but like, it just shows how much, like, if they're tuned well, then Paladin is going to be good too. Right. And like, maybe the talent tree needs further iteration after that. But, you know, it's not going to be like Shadowlands where, you know, some classes come in and have zero good covenant abilities or exactly one good covenant ability or worse two good covenant abilities that are good in different fights exactly yeah then you have the the swap yeah no yeah yeah, i think i think this is sort of a it's funny it's almost like a back to basics type expansion it is it very much is yeah that i that the game probably needed right yeah um and 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 like yeah just i mean with me playing wrath too at the same time like i get maybe not similar vibes but like very much like the idea of like the game just being slightly simple simple slightly simpler in the systems around maybe the content you're doing like yeah. well to be fair pb content i'll be i'll just say the content i care about but like raids still being fairly complex dungeons still having like way more abilities than the older dungeons ever had right yeah. i think that's cool but the actual like classes and like things you do outside yeah. of that is it being simpler is cool there's also so. like i have a i have a friend that just came back because they're like they've seen the talent tree stuff for track and they're like oh look it's actually finally worth coming back to play the game yeah <laughs> and yeah and um i'm trying to help them like get 
caught up on Shadowland stuff, and it's just like it's like so uh, many things that like it's like I don't know how stuff. you how you figure this stuff out if you don't like yeah. aren't heavily invested. In, like, how do you figure out legendaries? How do you how do you figure out like conduits and covenants and like you know the stuff that we know? Like, there's the vendor that sells you the 278 conduits right now. Yeah, they didn't know that, but they had the the resources to go buy it so they could get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. Oh God. And the warlock gate thing. Yeah. The warlock gate still, toy. We still, we still have raiders to this day that come in and they're like, how do you click the gate so fast? And I'm like, Oh you know- yeah. That's actually one thing I couldn't figure out. There's supposed to be a new hotkey in, in beta that lets you like use it without needing the toy. Oh, okay. Cool. Couldn't find it. I'll have to check but it out. I was I, trying to say that I was trying to set it up mid raid. I was like, I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the podcast. Well, they couldn't yeah. actually find it. Maybe we'll have to say, yeah, I don't know. I'm for sure. Go back and look for sure. But no, I mean, honestly, super positive on this expansion. So they've been, they've been knocking out of the park. All right. But that is going to be it for the show today. We are now 10 minutes over. I've been talking about us running out of time for 15 minutes now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good. I'm happy. We are on the board. looking forward to pre-patch being soon, TM. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this show and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Peak of Serenity, which we're going to be doing a whole lot leading up to pre-patch, uh, yes. you, can, uh, you can support it over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Peak of Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. Uh, Brew Lounge has been talking about F1 all day. So, you know, go hang out with the Mistweavers or something. Or if you like F1, F1, go and hang out with Brewmasters because they are like all over it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there's our, our Dragonflight Brewmaster channel that you can go in and, you know, mess around with talent trees and post it and see what people think and, you know, yell about whether Charred Passions is going to be the only talent build. <laughs> yeah. That but, is true. Uh, that is it for today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.